everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Well, today we're starting a series that is similar to what we started discussing and talked through on Mercy Talk last month, mm-hmm. which was overcoming fear. But this month we decided to discuss something similar but different, and that is overcoming rejection, mm-hmm. which is a massive thing, which I'm really excited yep. to get into. But we'll be talking through what it is, why we need to choose to press in to overcome it, and how to actually do it. Mm-hmm. If you've ever listened to Mercy Talk, you know by now we're passionate about making sure that there's a lot of practical pieces to that. And so not only defining it and talking it through, but really going, okay, how do I begin to overcome this in my life mm-hmm. if it's something that you have struggled with? So yeah. we're excited to be back and talking this through. Yeah, I've been really looking forward in a weird way to this <laughs> specific series. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait to talk about rejection. That's going to be so fun. But I just have thought, I mean, I have seen the effects of rejection on my life. Mm-hmm. And I know that kind of like, you know, last month talking about fear, yeah. it's something that really no one is exempt from. That's like so at true. some point in your life, you experience this on a large scale or a small scale, mm-hmm. but we, very few people get through life without at any point that's right. experiencing rejection. And some people are very aware of that. Like, oh my goodness, that's been my life's song. Yes. And then some people are like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if I look, yeah, no, I can see that and how that's played out. And I think rejection can sometimes be very hard to even identify or see yeah. or even sometimes define because down, it yeah. plays out so differently for everyone. And sometimes you have no idea that the very things that you're struggling with have it, their root in rejection. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later on. But um, as we always do, we just start out with basic definitions. Yep. And so... Webster's Dictionary defines rejection as a few things. Uh, To refuse to accept, consider, submit to, take for some purpose or use. Mm -hmm. To refuse to hear, receive, or admit. To refuse relationship. Yeah. I mean, and that's really how that plays out for for most of us and how it can really have those deep effects in our Mm -hmm. lives. Um, To cast off, um, or it could even mean like a discriminatory outlook for a specific group of people, like rejecting a specific grouping of people, which Mm -hmm. that would be a whole nother podcast series that we could probably talk about. (laughs) We'll just keep the running list. (laughs) Yep. We'll just stick with um, really kind of what we're looking at. in this series, and I think maybe one of the best definitions of this, um, is the withholding of love, affection, or approval. It's that idea of of withholding relationship, yeah. um, refusing relationship, or just withholding love and approval. And when you look at that definition, like we've all, mm-hmm. we've all been there. And it's like, even as you say that, the whole idea of withholding affection or approval, mm-hmm. it's like, man, yeah, you can just immediately feel if you've experienced that, which like we said, most people listening have mm-hmm. or will if you've not mm-hmm. 
it's it really stirs up those feelings of just kind of that heaviness, that difficulty that just comes with experiencing rejection. Um, and really, honestly, rejection can come in a million forms. So mm-hmm. some examples that come to mind um, is, for instance, a person who's feeling rejected after a significant other ends a relationship. That's a huge one. Um, a child, I think of so many times kids who don't have a lot of friends, don't feel real connected. They experience rejection because they don't have a lot of community or friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe an individual that has, well, even like when you think about adoption, for instance, someone who's placed for adoption can struggle with feelings mm-hmm. of rejection, which may not be part of the story at all, but it's so easy to experience rejection when those types of things happen. Um, An individual perhaps that is turned down for a certain position at work that you know without a shadow of a doubt that should have been your position and you were ready for it and you could have done a great job, but for whatever reason you're passed over Mm -hmm. can also experience some rejection. So just that, I mean, just those four or five examples, thinking about all the different realms of life that rejection can come our way and really understanding it can be big things, it can be little things, but it it's in all of those ways, it causes us to question our value, to question our worth, to question whether or not we're wanted or even loved. And so it's really understanding that there are such different levels and forms of rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it can come in different levels. Sometimes it's that small little thing that happens. Sometimes it's massive areas. It's And it depends on the type and severity, but we can be significantly impacted or it can kind of just be mildly hurt. Yeah. And so because of that, it's so important that we're able to recognize and define rejection for what it is. Because as you said, I think we all experience it, but sometimes we don't label it correctly or we don't understand that that actually is a root of rejection that's gotten in. And so if if we're not labeling it correctly, how do we then begin to overcome it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's such an important thing to really define and make sure we have a good foundation as we're talking this through. Yeah. Yeah, Jen, I do think it's so important when we talk about this to really recognize the various types and just levels of severity that you can experience when it comes to rejection. I mean, I can even think back into my own life of, of smaller moments that I was able to kind of just like get over more quickly yeah. and ones that really kind of rooted itself a little more deeply in my life. And, you know, I mean, you gave some examples, but I think about, um, you know, just maybe as a kid when there's a night that you're at, now granted, if this is an ongoing thing, it's a different, totally a different story. But if, mm-hmm. if there's just one evening that you're at home with your family and, um, you need their attention for something or you want to play a game and Mm -hmm. your parents are just like they've got a lot going on as a kid that can feel like rejection yeah now if that's a one-time event that happens as a kid you know that might hurt for a minute might Mm -hmm. sting for a minute and move on I'm I'm literally actually thinking (laughs) she might kill me for saying this but I remember my little sister and she still talks about it to this day she journaled as a little kid she would write a lot and she was like I'm gonna go around to my family and see who all will play a game with me tonight oh no and then she journaled about how every one of us told her no <laughs> like we were busy or like I didn't want to because I was just a mean older sister is really how that came out but like we look back on that and yes. we laugh and she was like I'm sure I was sad about it but that wasn't an ongoing right. experience in the household if it was now that would start getting a lot more deeper rooted mm-hmm. but you know it was something that even as a kid, she was able to kind of bounce back from pretty quickly. You know, I think about even, you know, in the classroom, you might have a teacher that kind of is just mean or shoots something back at you that mm-hmm. kind of hurts. And it feels like rejection in the moment. But again, you can kind of move forward. Pretty right. quickly. But then obviously, as you already said, there can be, especially within the family, mm-hmm. some significant um, 
you know, levels of, of rejection or neglect that can really root itself deep into our lives. And I even think about how there can be a, an ongoing succession of little moments of rejection, maybe in your childhood, yeah. that, you know, there's a little bit of it at home, there's a little bit of it at school, and then there, and it just starts to build up over time and just kind of like becomes this mountain of rejection that you've That's experienced. So it is a lot of small ones, but it was just a lot of it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so when you just think about especially in the family unit, how that abuse, neglect, abandonment, things like that can take root. I mean, they can really have some serious consequences in people's lives. And so I think it's important to understand that there's varying degrees of this and how it affects someone, you know, can vary. And it helps us to put our finger on how did that play out for me? Because as we've already said, we all have experienced it. So even as we're having this conversation to look back and think, okay, wow, that was actually, I experienced that as rejection, whether or not I had a word for it or not. Mm -hmm. That's what that was. And so kind of talking about what you're speaking of, Mel, is that, you know, when we're talking about these areas of significant rejection, Mm -hmm. it can really create a lot of trauma. And when that is the case, that trauma can then lead to a variety of different issues that can include increased stress, depression, anxiety, even just a fear of rejection. Because if you've experienced it so much, what happens is it builds up this, this fear of it where now I'm going to begin to operate from a place of avoiding rejection in any way that I possibly can. Mm -hmm. because I've experienced it so much. And so what that can then do is it creates all of these branches that can open up an individual to a variety of other unhealthy coping things, such as addiction, perfectionism, um, eating disorders, unhealthy relationships. I mean, down to self-harm, people-pleasing, and even, you know, bullying other people or really being someone who becomes abusive yourself because mm-hmm. what happens is if I've if I've experienced enough rejection in my life, I'm going to begin to reject before I can be rejected. Absolutely. And what happens is then all these other things kick up in my life that are no in no way, shape, or form who I actually am. Yeah. But because I will not be rejected, I'm going to do things to make sure I have the upper hand. And that's when we start to see a lot of really huge issues mm-hmm. start playing out in people's lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to communicate specifically in today's show is that rejection can be a significant root of a Mm -hmm. lot of issues. And we always talk on Mercy Talk and then our studies and trainings and everything from Mercy about this analogy of the tree Mm -hmm. and how for all of us, we have issues that we struggle with in our lives. And so many times we think those issues are the problem. But a lot of the times those issues are just branches on the tree and they are just really bad solutions for a deeper problem. That's right. And so if we are not able to get down to the root level of what's going on, Mm -hmm. we'll never really be able to walk, you know, healed and whole. Totally. And so, you know, I've shared many times, I've shared it at our events, I've shared it, you know, probably on Mercy Talk before, just how, for me personally, this this played out. Rejection was something that I wrestled with as a kid. And I will say that like, it wasn't from abuse. It wasn't from neglect in that, in that degree. Um, but it was just kind of more a succession of like smaller things. And and honestly, I can't trace that back to family, Mm -hmm. um, which is really a lot of times where it does get rooted for people. But for me, it was more with my peers. And I just remember like a very specific season of, of schooling, in late elementary school where I just I felt like it was just constant rejection of peers and you know in that time of your life when you're trying to I mean that's just a really formative Mm -hmm. season of your life when trying to figure out who you are and who and who I am and how other people see me and and over time and and some of that involved a little bit of bullying Mm -hmm. um in like the third grade um from 
a couple of peers. Well, one specific. We won't get into that. Um, but I just, like, how that played out for me mm-hmm. was that as an adult. Yeah. And even, like, way past elementary school, there was this, like, I will do anything I need to do to please you so that you do not reject me. Mm-hmm. What do you need me to be for you right now? What are you looking for? Are you looking for somebody who's fun and funny? Are you looking, like, I'll, I will cater who I am to what you, right. what will please you. And mm-hmm. so people pleasing was huge and perfectionism was the other. I won't unpack all of that and how that played out. Right. But I realized as an adult, like, what is this thing with me, with people pleasing and perfectionism? And for a long time, I tried to just beat those issues, like stop being so perfectionistic. Just Mm -hmm. stop it and stop trying to people please. Stop. Quit. Don't. Stop. Yeah. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't willpower your way into stopping Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff until the day came that I realized this is rooted in rejection. Yeah. This is rooted in, I don't want people, I'm so fearful of being rejected the way I was back in the day mm-hmm. that I am trying to keep that from happening again as an adult. And so, man, when there was clarity on that, it changed everything yes. to be able to get to that route. And so I would encourage people to just consider, like, what are the things in my life right now that I kind of just can't seem to stop mm-hmm. or like quit or beat attitudes, behaviors, whatever it is. And just consider, is there is there a root of rejection that could be under this that I yeah. experienced as a kid, that I experienced in my family or at school or, or with friends or in a dating relationship or something that happened that now has me operating in this place mm-hmm. that seems like that's the problem, but actually it, it all went back to rejection. It's huge. I, just, I think it's worth considering because I think it's a, such a huge one for so yeah. many people. And I think, you know, even the topic of bullying, that could be a whole another mm. show or two in itself even just in the day and age we're in with yeah. so many different things going on in our schools and but I think of how many times I have sat and counseled a young woman who's overcoming certain life controlling issues and this was at the root of it mm-hmm. even for her to be able to come in and go I understand that there is a history of bullying in my past mm-hmm. but kind of almost ending there yep. like I was bullied and I was mistreated but not even going deeper under that root to yep. go oh it was rejection that is actually the root mm-hmm. like they were able to identify bullying was a part of their history and that was so hurtful and harmful but to even go deeper to understand no to actually label this correctly and to yep. really really get to the root it was a place of rejection and how that has created and manifested in so many different ways like you said perfectionism and performance but I think of just the eating disorders and yep. the control and the self-harm and all of the things that start to play out without ever understanding, wow, this is really at the root. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful part then is going, okay, that experience in those situations may have spoken one thing to me, but what is God saying? Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that in the weeks to come, but really beginning to identify what have I started to believe about myself that these experiences have lied to me about and have created this root of rejection, but what does God have to say about Mm -hmm. that? And when Mm -hmm. I start to identify that, that's where healing begins to come. And all of those things begin to come, become just part of testimony and story, which is so, so cool. So our encouragement to you as we begin to just kind of wrap up this initial show on overcoming rejection is to take some time, really, to prayerfully begin to look back over your life and begin to go, okay, Lord, I need you to begin to show me and identify, whether it was recently or in the past, where are some places and some areas of rejection that maybe I have not identified correctly Mm -hmm. or I have not really understood that that is what was at work. And as you begin to identify that, really asking him, 
to show you what is your truth, Lord? Help me to begin to see those circumstances and those situations down to the the root, but also how do you see those things? You know, mm-hmm. like you said, Mel, as a third grader, Lord, I need you to begin to show me what was really at work mm-hmm. and what is the truth about who I am because you nailed it. These things happen and we, we like to try to compartmentalize them and go, that's going to stay back in third grade. Mm-mm, mm-hmm. That's not the way it works out. It continues to play out mm-hmm. and the different areas of rejection that we've experienced will continue to speak into our adulthood and in the way that we parent and the way that we're spouses and the way that we're friends and the way that we're leaders. It just does mm-hmm. until it's really, really addressed. And you have no idea that it's happening mm-hmm. sometimes it's until so you true. take that time that you've encouraged everybody to do. And, and I keep thinking too, back to when, um, when I went back to the third grade mm-hmm. and the Lord did show me that it kind of started there. Yeah. And, and with our tree analogy, um, we have hurtful things that happen, but then the trunk of the tree is our belief system. And so what it did was when those hurtful things happened and when that rejection happened, I started to believe things. Yeah. I started to believe that I'm inferior to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that was a big one. Inferiority was a huge one for me. And so, um, you know, we had a trauma therapist here who encouraged us to literally go back to when we first started believing the lie. Yeah. And have that person reject the lie. Mm-hmm. And so third grade, Melanie, like I needed to go back to the so third good. grade with the Lord and reject that lie as a third grader and, and have him tell me the truth of who I was in the third grade. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never heard of this idea before of like going so back to when it all started. But oh my goodness, the power, like a whole new level of healing and power over that yeah. happened when I did that. And so as you're doing that and as you're reflecting on those things that you encouraged people to do, um, I, I really do. I, I encourage you to go back and say, God, when did this start? Mm-hmm. Like, what was the genesis of this yeah, lie in so my good. life? And let's go back there. Mm-hmm. Just like you and me, I'm going to reject that lie at that time. And I'm going to have you speak to me in that moment about yeah. who I am and how you see me and what really was going on. Um, so I think that's huge. Um, but so, yeah, I just, we are not done guys. Yeah. Like we are just getting started on this. Um, We have a lot more to share about this topic of rejection, but today we kind of wanted to lay that framework, but also as we always do, we never want to just like leave you hanging and just say, look, we just had a really depressing conversation about rejection. See you next week. We'll tell you next week maybe what to do with that. (laughs) I think it's great. I think it's so great to stay with us in this series, but then to go ahead and start now, just asking Mm -hmm. the Lord, is this anything that's played out in my life? Um, And how did that look? And so we just encourage you to really start taking just this whole idea to heart. And, And if you're like, I don't think I've got a trouble with this, just consider the possibility that there yeah. could be some of that. I'm not telling you all of you that you have issues with rejection. <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes you can and you just don't know That's it. Right. And you've never even looked at it or considered it. Mm-hmm. So we hope that you will just continue to join us as we continue on with the series. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.